promises. I'm gonna love you. And then so she was good. just. Yeah, you're gonna get you so wet they'll have to call FEMA, baby. Oh yeah. I mean, I was I I like had a gun. So and then, and then she's ah, and I went ah, I went Craig Shoemaker, and then. <laughs> I'm Lana Turner. You're listening to the Perfect 10 podcast. And I am so honored today to have the amazing Craig Shoemaker. Oh, I was looking around the room seeing <laughs> who you were honored by. Honored by you, dude. <laughs> well, thank you very much. It's so great I to see I am too. You. This is my first time at the studio and uh, first time with this network. This is awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. So, it's and we get to hang, and you're showered right now, right? You did shower? No. Well, I showered before I was. Because you out. mentioned before, if we were on television, <laughs> you would be showered and you would be looking good. But I find right. you looking, this is this is appealing. Oh, you're sweet. No, seriously. Yeah, it I sucks. think most people like that. We don't want to have, you know, the, the, the paintings and the. You know, oh, you know, you all the do. makeup and the... Oh, no, no, I'm not into that. I'm not a big makeup kind of gal anyhow. So, I mean, when I put it on, then it's like kind of an event. But uh, I am a shower kind of gal. But I'm also yeah, a, right. I, I'm also now a wake up at 6 a.m. and get the kids off to school, squeeze in a workout, record a podcast, uh, and then go to therapy. And <laughs> what else wow, kind of gal? I am so, yeah, I'm Can't busy today. And then I pick and up the kids and then... You could make this your therapy and yeah. just skip that one part. <laughs> oh, I start. I just recently found a therapist. Like I've gone to different people over the years, but yeah. I found somebody that actually is like helping me. And you're really into the. I actually am a therapist for people. I am my doctorate and stuff. Do and you I, really? Yeah, I do something. I think it's unique. I take people on walks because you know when you're sitting there in a couch, you really can't engage all of your mind, body, and spirit. Right. So I take people on walks around a lake, and a lot of things come out. Once right. you are engaging your physical self, it's then interesting you can that you said that because this morning, yeah, I normally go to boot camp because for me, I lift a lot of heavy weight and it helps me get through stuff. But this morning, my kids were kind of bummed out, and and rather than dropping them off at at school, yeah. I took them on a hike, and I I actually they were tardy to school today because I wanted them to get like my son said he felt like the volcano was bubbling inside. Wow, and I what said, a expressive son you have Isn't that's that cool? awesome yeah i so. i have one of those too we, we watch the debates and you know it's oh, amazing that makes the volcano bubble <laughs> exactly it's amazing his, his volcano was bubbling and he was he was responding because he's not listening to all of their rhetoric and spin and what you're supposed to be afraid of he just goes who's mr drunk Oh, that's how that's he observed. He's six years old, and he observed who's Mister Drunk with the gesturing and the hair and right? the, and the faces that he does. He looks like a drunk to this to my innocent son. He doesn't know. How does he know what a told. drunk looks like? <laughs> well, well, he's my family. <laughs> my that's... family. I'm German, Irish, Native American, Indian. That's like the alcoholic oh. trifecta. Well, yeah, you. I were... was born. They cut the cord. They found an olive. <laughs> <laughs> First breath was a point two three. I was blowing. That's there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. Dude. So yeah, he's very familiar with drunks. <laughs> but yeah, though the walking thing is like super good. Isn't it to... great? Yeah. yeah. So they start their day, you know, in a wonderful centering way. We have well, our family chant, believe it or not. 
Oh. All of them, even we the drink two-year-old. We drink it. We smoke it. We drink it. We smoke it. That- <laughs> no, 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 not, not oh. like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great affirmation to have. I'm going to add that tomorrow's ch- to tomorrow's chant. Good. Okay. No, we come up with a kind of a positive affirmation in the morning, and then we chant through it. And everyone does, even the two-year-old, it breathe in through the nose. So you literally, in the morning when you wake up, you sit down like, what, what before Six breakfast? Of us. Yeah, we have four children. And you've got a and massive We all, we all go... Uh, it kind of tonally sets our tone instead of the tone of others. Okay. You know, if you watch news, I don't watch news. Is this news. like when you first wake up in the morning, you guys yeah, all get yeah. together? And... and we do it at breakfast. We do it at breakfast time. We do a quick chant. It centers. It gets people kind of, uh, you know, in a better vibration. And it, a lot of people wake up and they turn on the news. I mean, what's or they go to sleep with the news. Or a lot of people I don't watch say it a prayer about thank you for my food, thank you for my... We do and that, too. We do gratitude. We do what we're grateful. Of... That's dinner time. We do what we're grateful or what happened it was you know, during your day. You know, it's, it's just a way to connect in a way that we're not really being taught to connect. We're being taught to disconnect and kill whatever is in your way. That's basically what the politicians are telling us. Right. You don't like it, kill it. Right. <laughs> so we're learning how to embrace it and learn from it, and that's what we'd like to teach the children. It was amazing to watch the debates with a six-year-old, though. Right. Just, just to see the perspective. Now, you've got six... Four kids. Four kids. Oh, yeah. but the six with the, the six two adults. I was going to say, I didn't, wait, did you pop out two more since I've seen no, you? No, no, no. <laughs> I could, though, at any minute now. We just went on vacation, which was awesome. Are you trying for another? No, 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 oh, no, 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 okay. no. But it was, it was amazing <laughs> to have that much sex. Yeah? Oh, yeah. And she slept till noon because we had no kids with us. And I was like, you know, but I wanted her up. I'm going, that's no Lego you're on there, baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, things have changed. We're actually have no kids. And, you know, she's breastfeeding, too, which is lasting forever. I, yeah, the last one lasted so long. I said, I said, you need to wean him off. He's too old. She goes, how do you know he's too old? I said, he unhooked your bra uh, <laughs> you know, with one hand. Wait, I'm not is, even that good. <laughs> how old is your youngest now? Uh, two. She's two. two. So, I, I mean, a lot of girl. countries, though, a lot of cultures breastfeed for, like, a really long time. So it's just not culturally as accepted here. But she's so into natural She is, everything. Yeah. I let it go because she's so cool, you know, and I can learn from her. Because there's part of me. I'm a Philly guy, and I've got the, you know, that old school mentality but I allow her to kind of shift some of that consciousness, you know, and I like living like that better. She gets a vaginal boner if I compost. I've never had a woman like that before. Yeah. I mean, I've had women, you know, you I've get them a diamond. I've never heard the word vaginal boner. I'm, well, maybe I made I'm it I'm going to carry that around with me all day today. <laughs> I got a vaginal boner. Oh, that couldn't sound any I noticed like... that you responded to that more than the composting. Yeah, that, that you far. don't relate to. But vaginal boner, I like that term. But haven't you ever heard that, the lady boner? Like a lady boner. Like he gives me a lady boner. You never no, I've no. never heard lady boner or vaginal or boner, vaginal but I'm going to care. Like I, that's just made my day. It's going to be ring, rattling You could around. actually make it clean and go, I got a VB. A VB? <laughs> a VB. A vaginal sounds, boner. That, I've got a VB going on that here. That sounds like something you caught. <laughs> but I but I like I no. like it. I like it. That's, that's something good. you do want to catch anyway. I know you want vaginal boner. <laughs> I hope you guys both have them right now. I hope it's spreading Are all you, over the room here. Well, you're not composting at the moment. <laughs> so, I don't that actually would like that's a big turn on though when a guy does something that's like kind to the universe or kind to like the fact that you're just doing anything around her that like supports her. Well, something where you're not in your self-obsession. That's yes. a really cool thing. When you're outside of yourself, which is another lesson we try to teach the kids. And another one that the six-year-old was observing observing from the debates. He's going, wow, look at these 
these, I'm the child here, and they're pointing at each other. They're gesturing. They're calling names. Right. They're accusing. They're saying how it's the way of the worst world ever, and he's going, oh, I like my world. It's pretty right. cool here, and you're telling me that I should fear these people I've never met, and I'm not in fear of them. These are all the things that he's picking up as a six-year-old. Right. Because they're innocent at that age, and they just want to laugh. They're so wise. Kids but, are so wise. Exactly. They're born that way, and then what happens is society you know, takes all that innocence and inspiration away from them because they're trying to control what we even say. Isn't it amazing to you that as comedians that we're the most censored? We should be the most embraced. Do you feel censored? Are you kidding me? Try to go on television. Oh, yeah, in that format. It's completely, in that format, it's completely censored. And even, I just did a, uh, I just did a, a, it wasn't even a corporate, it was just a, a gig in Macon, Georgia. And she gave a speech before I went on. She goes, now y'all know where y'all are, right? Y'all know where y'all are? You, you now, we don't want any F-bombs, and we don't want you talking about these regions right here. She's she's gesturing down to, to her, her. lady boner. Her, her, <laughs> I don't know if she's ever had one, because that's been put down. I mean, but right. that's what happens with censorship, is you put down your boner. Because wow. you are you don't get a boner until we tell you you can have a boner. <laughs> And that's how the world works is they try to manipulate and control you using fear and it just takes all of it away. And it's like, I can't go on television because they say you're going to affect the children. And meanwhile, meantime, what's my child say? If I allowed him to watch the news, what would it be? What would it be? It would be, right. well, first of all, death, destruction, schoolyard shootings, rape, molestation, beheadings. So that's going into his soul. That's what they're absorbing because that's what you're showing them. And yet... You think your kid's going to be of a child on the top of a tower with a rifle because of me? You know, Craig Shoemaker said the F word right, on the right. Tonight Show. I'm going to take you all out. Right. No, he's being affected by that. And they say lyrics of musicians, you know, are being censored. You have to have a label on it. You know, these people, you know what they should listen to? Imagine. They should, they should listen to those lyrics, the people that are in control. But they're con- trying to control our potential. And that's very sad to me. And it's here's the six-year-old reflecting it back. And you know what we ended up doing? He goes, let's watch Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. Six years old. And we watched Back to the Future. And again, a lot of that was about this, this crazy rebel guy that wants to, there are no roads. That's how it ends. And they fly off because there's no roads. In a wonderful world, there's no roads. But And then Marty McFly, remember, he, he plays the song. Uh-huh. And, it, and it allows people to express the their freedom, you know, they, they, they're, oh my God, we're dancing to this. We're celebrating life instead of being manipulated and controlled. So that's, yeah. a, that's what a wonderful, ironic movie for him to want to see at the time we're watching the, the debates. Instead of the debates, he's like, screw this, this is boring. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it eventually got boring. It's like, if you, he's like, ISIS, ISIS this and terror that. He's like, I'm not feeling it, man. Let's go right. watch Back to the Future where it's funny and- Good for him. Yeah. I mean, you're such a good daddy, you know, like you get all this like energy that you get to put into your kids and get yeah. to chant. It's so lovely. Well, they're really uh, unique, too. All four of them are unique. And two of them are from another mom. Mm-hmm. Actually, another one's from another mom because he's adopted, but but raised by, you know, another mom being my ex-wife. You know, he was adopted out of the shoot. Wait, oh, so you have one child. I have one who's biological. From that, the he's the first oldest one. Wife. And then she and I adopted together. One and then got divorced. Okay. So he's been raised by actually two moms, you know, my wife now, and we have two biological together. Got yeah. it. It's just the strangest thing. I never would have anticipated this well, when I was growing up. 
in a miserable life. I, I, when I had a miserable life, I wasn't thinking, yeah, let's get, bring some more misery in and bring some kids into this whole mix. But I had to change that miserable life before bringing them in. The miserable that's life. Why it took me mean, a, that's why it took me a while to have kids. I have two kids in diapers. I'm about three months from being in my own. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I hate diapers. Oh. That's the one thing I'm not like, you know, trending dad. I'm not like that. I hate them. I actually will lie. I'll, I'll see one in there and then I'll leave the room and go, you might want to check. Right. I want to check that diaper because, you know, men, we can't smell. You guys can smell poop about five blocks away. And you have an instinct. Men don't have that. I have to pull the diaper into my nose oh. to like one inch. It's like, it's a DAA raid. I'm going in. Oh, I regret that. <laughs> yeah. Why don't they have like clear diapers? Oh, Wouldn't that be that you a good can idea? see through? Oh, God. What do you mean, oh, God? That's you, just look gross. At, I love the way you're grossed out, but it's okay that you can actually touch it. How could you have it. a clear diaper? Then it would, but you know what? Like, what would be, How about an app? You, you an could, app you, you, could, you could put in the diaper? You could call it shitter. Right. <laughs> so, and it tells you when your baby's pooping? Exactly. That Because I don't want to... How about Thanksgiving time? They have a little popper that comes out when the turkey's done. How about a pooper popper? Right, something that lets you know thing, when it's ready to go. <laughs> when it's ready like, to be changed. It could have like a color thing on when it. You know exactly. like when it gets warm? Right. It lets you know that there's something uh, in there. Like a mood ring. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. poop ring. Mm-hmm. Oh. It, it changes color and it's ready to go because there's no way I should put my nose. If my kids ever go to therapy, I'm going to bust in that therapist's <laughs> office. They're talking about me. I go, I sniffed your ass. Right. <laughs> well, they're definitely going to therapy at some point, right? Yeah, it's probably. Just, if we're doing yeah. our job as as, uh, as humans. I have two, two that have a better chance than the other two. The other two with the mess with the ex-wife. Oh, boy. Really? It's, yeah, yeah. It's Was just, it volatile? It still is. It's yeah. 11 years later. Jeez. Really? Oh, yeah. We were in court a few weeks ago. Really? Why? Well, support? No, no. She's trying to get 100% custody. It's just really sad. You know, just it's kind of like there are people out there. And by the way, I'm not the only one dealing with this. There's even comics that are dealing with this. Is You marry someone with, and you see the red flags, you paint them green, you know, because you haven't worked on yourself to invite in what you really need in your life. You're inviting in old stuff, and I invited in old stuff, and boy, am I paying for it. You know, karmically, is she's not, uh, you know, I'm not going to slam her, but she has issues that, um, you know, are that contrast my development of life and she wants to stay the same and think the same and have the same accusations they just they're just repurposed she brings them into court you got to prove yourself and she's never won because they're not true at the end of the day they're not true but there are many people out there that suffer from the false allegations sticking and thank god they haven't with me you know it's rough it's really rough and then the kids are used as pawns they're basically pawns it is so they will definitely and are in therapy because you imagine that that you're you're see one thing in this home, you know, the home that I described to you, and you, you know, so much laughter in it, and so much inspiration, and then you have you go back to the other home, and the mother is telling you that your reality is not true, that oh. this is who he is, he's abusive, he's evil, he's a batterer, you know, and that's the things that she's convincing them, and you imagine that confusion of going from one fifty fifty one house to the other. And having, you know, your whole reality is messed with. So, Aww. yeah, it's a bummer. It's really sad when um, families break up. I mean, breakup a- is fine if you if you have an understanding that you can't allow your stuff. And by I wrote a book about this because mm. I I'm guilty of it. 
Because my reactions to her stuff is no better than her actions. It's no better. You know, I'm still reacting in an unkind way. So that's what they see, too. That's what they see. They don't care that I have a good reason for it. You know, I'm accused of, you know, molesting my kids. Yeah, I'm going to say something. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. She's done everything you can buy. I've I've wrapped them up with duct tape and stuffed them in trash cans. I've beat them. I've whipped them. I've, you know, one time my son was uh, wrestling uh, with a friend of his in the grass, and the grass made marks on his back. And she said that I whipped him like a slave. I was like, I was like, really? And it just shows up in court papers. It shows up with a knock on the door from child services. Who pays for all the attorneys? That's, well, I, I'm at the point right now where I said to her, I beg her, you know, please stop it. You know, you can't be spending our child's future because she's uneducated. So I'm, I believe in education. I'm fully you know, educated, paid for it myself. And I said, no, I want to save for these kids. This is what my goal so is. So expensive. Of course it is. So I don't even go with a lawyer anymore. But they're not even babies By anymore. By the way, Those even kids... me going without a lawyer is not smart. No. But I have to because I'm not going to spend a lawyer. It's the same result. I just get punished by the judge. They hate me because oh I gosh. talk too much. <laughs> so... Well, you're good at you're a good talker. No, I'm not, apparently. <laughs> In she, court? They, uh, this was a new judge literally tells me to shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they don't want to. But it's they... okay, though, because my wife always says, look for the most, most benevolent outcome. And I have to. So, so I suffer a little with the bruised ego. But at the end of the day, the judge made these rulings like you have to go to family therapy, which is what I've always wanted. So the kids now get to tell the truth to their mom without her prism. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's now that's the healing that will take place. So something good happened because we're mandated to go there now. Your kids are older now. Like they're how much? Yeah. How old are they? Seventeen and eleven. So the seventeen years, one more year until he's. Oh yeah, no, no. And he's by the way trying to protect his brother. He goes, I don't want these same patterns in my brother. And he confronts mom now. It's oh. awesome. He confronts me too because I am definitely not coming from this holier than now position. Because I have to learn from this because I respond to her in ways that are unkind and not healthy for anyone. So I'm no better for it. And I, that's what the book is about. The book is about trying to take, it's called What's Love it called? Mastered. It's, it's, I know the character is a Lothario. I'll tell you how he developed, you know, I have the Love Master character. He developed, right. you know, basically I wanted to get laid. And, you know, and, and I was the Lothario guy that all the women always said they wanted. I, I would go, uh, I would have, you know, girls, I was such a geek in high school. I was 5'1 in high school, 92 pounds. And the girls would all use the F word with me. Friend. I was yes. always the friend. Yeah. I, so come, they go, come on. You, I, could, I would pee with them. You know, you all pee, posse pee in high school. Yeah, would go you to squat? The, yeah, together. <laughs> they would bring me with them. That's what a geek I was. Aww. They're not understanding. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm like very excited by this, but them peeing in front of me. Uh, so I, they would say, you know, so-and-so is hot. And I, and I would always fix people. Oh, I'll fix you up with them. Yeah, you know, I'm really well. Meantime, I'm thinking, give the geek a chance, baby. Aww. Oh, the love master, baby. I'll have you shaking like Donald Trump in a Mexican hat dance, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what I, that's the character that developed. I've had women that only sleep with that guy. What do you mean? When in, you my do, day, in my days, in my days, in my ethereal days. That, that voice, that character on stage, women would bring you home and say, oh, yeah. do that voice? Oh, only. I remember one time I. I <laughs> I was doing it in, I was in Seattle. I was in Seattle in a hotel lobby and I was doing it for her. Oh yeah, baby. And she had a man at home and she had never cheated on him. 
I said, come on upstairs, baby. Oh, yeah. We're in a hotel, and I convinced her to go upstairs. And we get on the elevator, press 12. That's me, folded in half, baby. Oh, yeah. And I let her know what was going to happen. <laughs> I was telling her all and she was so turned on. Really? And oh, she, you I just met master. her in the lobby? Oh, yeah. Like you, met, or she, she had after seen your a show. show. Oh, so she saw we're your show. Lobby, you made her laugh, and she's a little out. buzzed. And then she meets yeah. you in the lobby, and she's like, oh. Well, we're in the lobby bar and <laughs> hanging out. and um, So she cheated on her? Yeah. And for the first time ever, and I, but I convinced her from him. He did it, not me. And then what was weird he was he convinced her. What do you mean? The love master. Oh, the love he's master. He's oh, truly another person. It is not. He's a part of me. It's a part of everybody. But because we all have that side to us, and I convinced her to do this. And uh, sure enough, we got into the bedroom, and I became Craig Shoemaker for like a second, and then I was done. Huff puff huff huff puff squirt. Oh shit! <laughs> I felt so bad. And then here and she cheated on the guy. And I told her all these promises. I'm gonna love you. And then so she was good. just. Yeah, you're, I'll get you so wet they'll have to call FEMA, baby. Oh yeah. I mean, I was I I like had a gun. And, and then she's ah, and I went ah, I went Craig Shoemaker, and then <laughs> boom, done. And then she was in a hurry because she had to go back and had all the guilt. And I'm like, because men in round two were great, but I didn't get a chance for round two. Round one was a dud. And it was, oh, I just felt so bad. And then to this day, it was many, many years later, I always wonder if she sees me on TV. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's no love master, believe me. That's hilarious, But, the, but the, what happened in my life is I, is ironically or metaphorically, I really did master the love part of it. And that's why I left comedy for a while. I was, I was not inspired to get on stage by the same things that made me get on to begin with, and that was to get love and attention, you know, from my mom or whatever, or, or you know, the symbolic sex from women and attention from women. That's what I wanted, and now I'm backstage going, "What are you going on for?" Did you get over the course of your career? I'd imagine you got a lot of women as the love master, right? I would yeah, guess. I mean, you, you know, up, you made a, up for lo lost time. I for tried. Being a kid in I high mean, school? a while. The, the, I damn tried. I grew to six two, so there was the, there wasn't. But I still think that I'm five one and squeaky voice and working in the learning resource center doing announcements at the high school. I still think I'm that guy. Right. You know, I'm never walking in a room going, "Oh yeah, look at this." Now, when I play that character, he allows that to happen. He accesses that uh, part of me that uh, you know that I'm going to get that. I'm going to get some of that. <laughs> but it's not me at my core at all. And. So I had to redefine why I even do comedy now. Interesting. Yeah, because that. Well, because you said you kind of retired for a little while. I did too, retire. Right? Yeah, and I, I made it nine months until the funds ran out. Is I, that what happened? You have to go back. Yeah, all my shows this year are benefit shows, and all proceeds go to my ex-wife. I just thought <laughs> to the ex-wife defense fund. Uh, they always call it child support. Which child's doing Botox and Pilates? That's what I want to know. So oh. They call it child support. That's how many years were you married to your ex? Like how? Did... Seven. So I paid alimony for a lot of money, but that's all gone. Everything's gone. It's all gone. That's why I had to come back. I would like to be retired and do other things, which I did start to do. It's the most expensive thing you'll ever purchase is a yeah. divorce, right? But guess what? The lessons learned from it. You know, people buy my book. Maybe I'll get make a couple dollars. Nobody buys books anymore. But I just get... bought a book yesterday. You did? I did. I bought a book for a friend. I actually have been buying a lot of books lately on Amazon, but sitting down and reading them is a whole other thing. But do I've you, been, yeah. Do you know anyone that needs to master love? Because that's what the book, the, the <laughs> I'm book sure is. I'm sure I Mastering do. of love. I need to master love. You know what the Although book is? Although I don't really know that I'm what 
You know what the book is? A woman reached out to me on Facebook, a, a fan. I don't even know her, 3,000 miles away. And she said, thought you want to know Matt and I are divorcing after 30 years of marriage. And something inside of me, again, I'm kind of like driven by new Wait, forces. Wait, a total stranger? You'd never met her? No, I met her backstage. So she knew so that she... I knew Matt, her husband. And you remember them. It was a significant Oh, sure. Meeting. No, I mean, I'm friends with tons yeah, of fans. Yeah, a fan. I mean, yeah, one of those of special fans that you connected with. Over I, the... I wouldn't even go special, special, but yeah. Yeah, enough that I, and I, she was a friend on Facebook, not just a fan. Right. And I noticed her posts and something. 30 years of marriage. So, something inside she... of me said that uh, this woman can listen to something I, something inside of me said that she was open enough to hear from me uh, a sharing of my process and pain and so forth so i wrote back to her in a way that she was not expecting from a comic this is why i was telling you off stage i was like i just i, I just think the comics have this label you of, said you're single you? i'll fuck you <laughs> no? Oh, I thought that's okay. <laughs> that would be the old Craig. Yeah. That would be the love master, and that would be a lot of comics because yeah. that's what you think. And right. most people cynically reading even the beginning of the book would think, oh, that's what he's doing. He's trying to get laid. But no, this other presence inside of me said share this with her, and the book is our exchange over a year on Facebook, on private message, and that's the book. Wow. It's her going through this. I'm the only one she shared with. She just revealed everything to me that she had never, she didn't have a therapist. No, she wouldn't tell her friends. Turns out he was abusive, alcoholic, and she wouldn't tell anyone until she told me. I became like a muse for her. She's an amazing writer. That was the other thing that came out of it. I had no idea, and she didn't have any idea. Wow. So this, and, and by the way, me helping her helped me because I would tell her about all my rumbling, stumbling, and fumbling in dealing with my ex-wife. I just always do. I fumble a lot. And it kept me kind of like in a better space. Anyway, that's what the book is, and you will not believe the ending. I, you won't read it, so I'll tell you what it is. Okay. <laughs> the most amazing ending. You could never have predicted. You know, I just got out of the way and let this thing be written itself. I told her, I said something, you know, I'm kind of a psychic. Or, something good is going to come out of I, it. No, I said, I said, she said, I'll never be in love my whole life. I never loved him in 30 years. They're in this sham of a marriage because she did it for the kids, and she did it for all the wrong reasons. She did it, she, you know, he proposed in a bar. So she basically was saying she wasted 30 years of her life, and something instinctually responded to that. And I said to her, oh, no, there is some beautiful man coming into your life that you're not even aware of. And sure enough, a year later after this correspondence, of which, by the way, it is a love story because I love her. Not in that way. She's right. 3,000 miles away. Well, she you must loves have me, to, to not in that way. Back and forth like yeah, that. Yeah, I would run back from my shows at hotel rooms, and I— couldn't wait to see what she wrote to me. It was very exciting to see somebody process like this. And I said, and I, so six months after I said that, I said, I see a vision. Um, by total coincidence, my friend, who I've known since kindergarten, we shared cots and milk together, is still my accountant. He was in an abusive marriage for also 30 years, and they got divorced, and I fixed these two up, and now now they have this unbelievable relationship of marriage and union that they both never experienced. Wow. Isn't that a wild ending? That is so amazing. So it's truly, truly mastering love is they mastered love now because you should see them together. We go on vacations, we see them and back in Philadelphia or I'll see them down at Jersey Shore and they're holding hands like little kids because they now are experiencing love as they never did before because they were caught in the pattern like my ex, I was caught in a pattern of what I thought love was and what I thought it was. And so I let them in on my secret of 
you know, what I've manifested in my life with my wife, who I'm just, she's ridiculous. I do. I love her. I've met her. She's terrific. I think she's the greatest human being I've ever met. And she's also second and third place, too. She's like at all three places. And I, you know, and it's just, I am a lucky guy, you know, that that finally happened <sighs> through the pain because now I can appreciate this, you know, so much more. This and that's the place this comic is at, was most comics, at least I was, are still in the pain, but they're not in the recovery process of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Still in it. Still letting Somehow audiences believing in on that it. the pain makes them better, maybe. Well, somehow thinking that it's cathartic to share it on stage, you know. And and by the yeah. way, it does work, but there's still not the the other. You got to get to the other kind of solution oriented space before you can even let other people in on it. Because people in the audience, if they have that shared space that they're in, it's perfect for them. If they're in that cynical cut off, but I'm finding that. I have a lot of audiences that are kind of connecting with me on another level now. As a matter of fact, I have a retreat coming up about that. Yeah, we're, we're combining wellness and health and mental health and physical health. And, like a laughter and, retreat? Yeah, it's, it's sponsored by this healthy. organization, Laughter Heals, and we combine it with comedians. Oh, cool. So it's a whole weekend of laughter which engages your How spirit wonderful. and cuts Wait, out all those obstacles. Wait, That sounds like fun. It's at a beautiful spa outside San Diego, um, and it's a health. It's a healthy resort. Uh, it's called Rancho Bernardo Inn, and we've assembled people from the movie The Secret, two of the stars from The Secret, to just give people kind of the secret to, you know, cutting through these fears and these obstacles that we are man-made and created. And cutting through them and cutting, doing it through laughter. That's your avenue to get there. Because laughter, you can literally not be depressed, for instance, and laugh at the same time. It just can't even exist in the same plane. You get all depressed. Right. <laughs> you can't. As I'm saying, I'm depressed, and I've been depressed. I've had d- depression. I can't be if I'm laughing. It just, right. I just, it, it can't exist in the same plane. So. We're there to teach people to do workshops, to have speakers and comedians, all to access this other side of ourselves that really isn't in our common society. Is this like on your website or something? CraigShoemaker.com or EnlightenedUpRetreat.com, EnlightenedUpNow.com, all that you can and, get And there. your book and everything. It's so a great package, too, because... You know, it includes these workshops and your hotel and everything else. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's in a couple of weeks. When's this air? Um, this will be on in a couple of days. Oh, so, great! Yeah, no, no, it's really Sign good. Up so quickly. yeah, what I was gonna say is, <laughs> normally I do these. We had this like great story from um, Brian McDaniel about having his baby, and I know how like. Um, you're the love master who's made a lot of babies, and oh, yeah, so what I want to do. You know, is by the ask... way, people conceive babies after my show because every guy I'm tries. Sure. Every guy tries to be the love master. It's I'm like a fertility sure. clinic. So wear, have protection if you come see me at one of my shows. If you don't want to conceive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you don't want to conceive, if you do want to conceive, I can name five people that have given me credit for. So it. you're you're like in vitro. You can I like am, cure I'm, infertility. I, I have one. They sent me a photo of a kid with this laughing face that was conceived in the parking lot of the Brea Improv. Oh my god, <laughs> that's not even a good parking lot. I know. It's not even. That's a gross little part. Well, what I was gonna say is is like this 
this was so delightful. Would you stick around and and do another episode for me for next week, and we'll talk a little bit about fertility and and Brian? We we already finished this one. Yeah, we're oh done. We got to let people. I didn't go even on. say anything funny, did I? <laughs> I thought it was all comedy network. It all is. things comedy. Everything you said is funny. Oh and, no, or interesting. You and can set me smart. up for bits like comics like. <laughs> oh, like do your stand up right hey, now. Craig. Hey Craig, dance monkey. Let's see you go. <laughs> Craig, you ever been on an airplane? Oh my God, how about the security? That's hilarious. No, you're great. Would you stick around and do another one? Uh, yes, of course. All right, guys. So um, thank you for listening. And come back next week because I'm going to have more of Mr. Craig Shoemaker. Um, thank you f- for listening. Subscribe, download, and tell 10 people because it's the perfect 10. All right. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Perfect 10. Tune in next week when we'll do it again. Hit up Facebook and Twitter and tell all of your friends and... Well, you get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers!